Thank you. Thank you for the truth of your amazing grace. That we can come here this morning and we can remember how good you are. That we can remember how much you love us. And that we can know what you can do in our lives. That you have so much more in store for each of us if we just simply trust in that grace that we sacrifice our lives, give them over completely and absolutely to your will, to your desire, just as your son Jesus did. And look what he did, Lord. He gave over his life, and he saved each one of us. He walked out of a tomb three days later, and he gave us life. All because he just followed you. And Lord, we pray that we would be able to follow in those footsteps. Help us to remember and to reconnect and to know you are God. We ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Would you go and have a seat this morning? All right. It is uh, Memorial Day uh, weekend. Good to be in this nice dry room, isn't it? All that rain out there. Good to be in a nice dry room. And uh, great place to be able to be to uh, remember this uh, Memorial Day weekend, right? Memorial Day weekend is about uh, remembering, uh, but really uh, for us, for Christ followers, it should be about so much more, not just remembering, but also reconnecting, right? And that's what remembering does for us, uh, to help us reconnect. And the challenge for us is that so many of us in our brokenness, in, in our broken humanity, we just simply have trouble remembering. Right? Anybody out there having trouble uh, with your memory? I mean, uh, remembering things? Yeah. Amen. I don't think it's just age-related, by the way. I think it's more busyness-related. Uh, here's, uh, here's a little graphic I found to kind of get the weekend in perspective. Hot dogs, bratwurst, hamburgers. Is there anything I forgot? Maybe so. Right? Uh, so often that is the case for us, I think, not just on Memorial Day weekend, but as Christ followers too, is that just uh, the busyness um, makes it so easy for us to uh, simply forget. And today, what we want to do is just concentrate on trying to, trying to help us get to a place where we get our memories working and we get that action of remembering more consistent uh, in our lives. And that happens best when we get symbols, when we attach our memories uh, to symbols. Some of you may know this. This is the USS New York, uh, and uh, it was uh, made with 7.5 tons of steel from the World Trade Center uh, in, in the bow of that uh, ship. And, of course, why would they go to all of that, right? Why would they melt down 7.5 tons of steel and pour it into this ship? Well, so that we would... Remember, right? So that we'd remember, so that we would have a floating symbol that would help us remember. And, of course, the motto of the ship is never forget, right? Never forget, right? Uh, and that is a great word to us, too, as Christ followers, which goes beyond, really, uh, it goes beyond uh, simply remembering Memorial Day weekend and, and the extraordinary sacrifice 
of so many for our freedom and for our nation. But as Christ followers, uh, we have that call to remember. And that call goes beyond just a weekend experience, but really into our everyday. This is from Exodus 3. This is when God sends Moses uh, down to free his people who are in slavery. And he says, who, who do I say sent me, right? And God responds to him and says, Say to the Israelites, the Lord, that's his name, right? The Lord, the God of your fathers, and in case you're wondering, it's the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. What is God doing in that moment? He's connecting his name to something and someone that would be remembered, right? So this is who I am, right? I am the Lord, the God of your fathers, right? In case you're doubting, in case you're wondering, you need somebody to connect it to. I'm the guy that was behind Abraham, Isaac, uh, and Jacob. You see how he's connecting his name to the heritage of a person. He says, listen, that's who sent you. This is my name forever. The name by which I am to be what? Remembered from generation to generation. God wants us. He knows the importance it is for us every single day to be in that experience of remembering. We need to remember, just teach ourselves and and equip ourselves to be able to uh, remember. And that can be a challenge uh, for us, especially for we here who live in this kind of northern corridor. This is the experience from uh, Deuteronomy 6. Moses is getting uh, the people now that have been led out of Egypt, right? They've wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. They're getting ready to go in uh, to the promised land. And uh, he hasn't turned over the reins yet to Joshua. So he's giving them this kind of farewell speech before he turns over the reins to Joshua. And in chapter 5, he he is reminding them about, hey, remember to stay in the Word, stay in the Word, stay in the Word, basically. Follow the commands and stay in the Word. And then in chapter 6, he gives them this this reminder. He says, listen, the Lord your God will bring you into the land of Canaan. And he gave you his word. That was chapter 5. He promised he would give you the land to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yeah, we talked about those guys. The land has large, wealthy cities you didn't build. It has houses filled with all kinds of good things you didn't provide. The land has wells you didn't dig. It has vineyards and groves and olive trees you didn't plant. You will have plenty to eat. What is going to happen to these people now? For the first time in their lives, they're going to be in the experience of prosperity. Right? Remember where they were. They were slaves in Egypt, and then they came out of Egypt, and they've been wandering in the wilderness for 40 years, and all they've been eating, a few miracles got performed, but other than that, all they've been eating all the way along is manna every single day. And now they're moving into the promised land, and God has already prepared that land for them. And when they get in there, what are they going to discover? For the first time in their lives, they're going to discover prosperity. They're going to have wells they didn't dig, vineyards they didn't plant. They're going to have all this good stuff of the land, crops they didn't plant. They're going to have all this good stuff of the land, and they're going to have plenty, it says, to eat. Plenty. For the first time in their lives, they are going to have plenty. And then he gives them a word of warning. But be 
Careful. (laughs) What? Be careful. When you're in the experience of plenty, when you're in the experience of prosperity, you have to make sure that you're absolutely careful. Careful of what? Careful that you don't do what? Forget. Don't forget the Lord. Remember that He brought you out of Egypt, that the land where you are, where, where you were slaves. Don't forget. It's so easy to forget, isn't it? Especially in the experience of prosperity. Now, let's be honest. Where do we live? In this north-south corridor here? We live in prosperity. And it would be so easy for us as Christ followers to take that for granted and just forget. There is a call on us to make sure, not just Memorial Day weekend, we remember the sacrifice of others. There's a call on us as Christ followers to make sure as we live our lives, we remember where it all comes from. We remember who's behind it all. We remember the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that we remember because there's a risk we could forget. This is like the saddest, one of the saddest verses in the entire Bible. It comes out of Judges 2. It says, All the people of Joshua's time joined the members of their families who had already died. What's that mean? So all the people that went in and took over the land and for the first time in their life had prosperity, what happened to them? They eventually died. They eventually died. And a new generation grows up. Then those who were born after them grew up. And what was the outcome? They didn't know the Lord. Can you hear anything sadder than that? They didn't know the Lord and what He had done for Israel. What happened to their lives? When they got into prosperity, what did they do? They forgot. They forgot. See, the challenge for us is to remember. The biblical answer to that, to help us remember, is to build into our lives these things, these monuments, these mementos, these these, uh, physical things that help us to remember. This comes uh, out of Joshua 4, before they went into the land. And even though we build this, there's no guarantee, right? They still forgot. But we need to build these kinds of memory, uh, these connection points to our memory. And this is the way it worked in Joshua. So when they go into the land, right, they're crossing the Jordan. Maybe you remember the story, maybe you don't. But, you know, the Priests got the Ark of the Covenant. They walk up to the River Jordan, and it says their toes get on the edge of the water, and the water rolls back. And they walk out into the middle of the Jordan. They stand there with the Ark of the Covenant, and the whole nation passes through the River Jordan. They pass by the Ark of the Covenant. Everybody goes through on uh, dry ground, right? So everybody gets through. And then Joshua says, he calls together 12 men, uh, from one from each of the tribes, and he said to them, Go back. Go back to the middle of the Jordan River. Now, that would be an extraordinary command in and of itself, right? You just got through. The water's rolling back on each side, and he says, do what? Yeah, go back there. Okay, go back. Go back where the ark of the Lord your God is. And each one of you must pick up a stone. You must carry it on your shoulder. Now, we've got to keep in mind, these aren't supposed to be just these dinky little pebbles, right? 
He's talking about going back out into the middle of the Jordan and find a big honking stone, right? Shoulder stone. You've got to be able to carry this thing on your shoulder. So whatever you build has to be something that is going to call your attention to jog your memory. So get a big honking stone, right? Each one of you carry it on your shoulder. Then there will be as many stones as there are tribes in Israel. And what are the stones going to do? The stones will serve as a reminder to you. What is God doing here? He knows we forget, especially in our prosperity. And so he's building into this experience, this teaching that, listen, you need to build into your lives stones that help you remember. You you need to build things into your lives that help you remember and reconnect to who God is and what God has done for you. These stones are going to serve as a reminder to you. And in the days to come, your children are going to ask you, what do the stones mean? These stones are important places to reconnect. We need these memory points. And it works. This stuff really works, right? When you build these memory points into your life, it really works. I have proof for you today, uh, just to show you in my own life, memory points... So I brought with me one of my great memory points. I know you'd be thrilled by this. Yeah, what do you think, huh? Well, fashion show, somebody is shaking your head. Thank you very much. Yeah, I appreciate that. No, this is a great memory stone for me. Why? Well, you know, what happened is I wore this jersey to Wrigley Field last year for the game when the Cubs clinched the pennant, okay? So they actually clinched it the night before because somebody lost, right? But the next day was the first game, and they won the game in thrilling fashion. It was a great, great game, right? And I was wearing this jersey. So every time I wear this jersey, what does it do? It reconnects me to the experience of that game, And it was awesome. The game was fantastic. And, you know, after the game, the crowd's singing, hey, hey, Cubs win today. You know, that good song, right? The Cubs singing away and all the players are out on the field and everything's going off and the confetti. I mean, it was really an exciting time. I remember that incredible experience every time. Every time I pull out the jersey. I remember the burger I had before the game. I remember the few brewskis I had during the game. And that shows you I only had a few because I remember the saying, right? But, right, you remember and you remember everything of the experience. You see why? Because you attach memories to touch points. And that's exactly what God is doing in this experience with Joshua. He's doing the same thing. He's attaching a memory, saying, listen, get, get some stones. Just get some big honking stones and attach the memory of this moment to those stones. He says, so they go do that. And he said, in the future, your children are going to ask you what the stones mean, and you're going to be able to tell them. You're going to remember this experience. This is where the Israelites crossed the Jordan on dry ground and where the Lord dried up the river right before your eyes, and he kept it dry until you're all across, just like he did at the Red Sea. So it's not just one thing, it's another thing that connects in. And when he dried it up until you all crossed over. 
He did this so that all the nations of the earth might know that the Lord's hand is powerful so that you might fear the Lord your God forever. You see, the stones become a connection point, and they reconnect to the experience. And when you reconnect to the experience, you reconnect to the God behind the experience. You follow that? You reconnect to the experience, but you reconnect to the God who is behind the experience. You see, you build into your life these faith stones. Just build in some faith stones that help you reconnect. Why? Well, when you build in and you reconnect to the experience, you'll reconnect to the God behind the experience. And that will do things in your life. It's going to first, it's going to reveal to you a stronger faith. Right? It's going to reveal to you who God is, what God can do. It's going to reveal to you a stronger faith. He says, he did this so that all the nations of the earth might know that the Lord's hand is what? Powerful. Are there times in our lives when we just need to pause and remember how incredible God is? Absolutely. Absolutely. When we're going through a crisis in our lives and everything seems to be falling apart, don't you need to reconnect and remember how powerful God is? When you lose a loved one and you're searching for hope, don't you need to reconnect and remember how powerful God is? And that three days later, a stone rolled away? When you're going through relationship struggle and it seems like there's just no possibility for the future, don't you need to pause and remember and reconnect and remember how incredible God is and how even though we were far away from Him through Jesus Christ, He brought us back into relationship with Him. You see, we need these stones because these stones remind us, they reconnect us with who God is and what He can do in our lives. They also reignite our faith. They, they re-energize our faith. He says, you do this, what? So you might fear the Lord your God forever. Now, fear not as in afraid, but fear as in awe, right? That, that we can remember and we can reconnect with God. And, and as we remember we can remember how awesome God is. We can remember how incredible God is. I mean, what would it have been like to, to stand there on that day when they crossed into the river, through the River Jordan? I mean, what, what would it have been like to see priests walk up, get their toes a little, a little wet, and then all of a sudden see the, the water just roll back and the ground be absolutely dry? And how amazing is it when you think about how incredible God is that they walk up to this particular place and the, and the water rolls by and the, and the Ark of the Covenant goes out into the middle and lo and behold, what also is out in the middle? Twelve honking stones. Not just anywhere, but at that place, at that time, there are twelve incredible stones just waiting for twelve guys to come back and get them. How incredible is God? And how often do we need to reconnect and remember that in our lives? How incredible God is that he could even position them to a place where there would be 12 stones waiting for them that had been covered up by the water for how long? 
And there they are, just waiting. It reignites our faith in what God can do in our lives. And it gives us a chance to retransmit it. You see, we developed these faith stones so that we can retransmit it. In the future, your kids are going to say, what do these stones mean? Then you can tell them, moms and dads, you need to build faith stones into your family experience. Have faith stones in your family experience. I don't know what it is in your house, but get something going in your house that is a faith stone so when your kids see it, they know this house is God's house. This house belongs to Him. They are claimed by Him. Build into your family experience, not just memories of times at the lake and all those other great things that family do, but build in faith stones, right? So why do we give away banners every time we baptize somebody? We build in faith stones so that they'll have something that they will be always be able to remember that day, that moment when God claimed them and said they belong to Him. Build in faith stones. And ultimately, it's the invitation to be a faith stone. That is to relinquish our lives to the service of Christ. I mean, this weekend, right? We're, we're pausing as a nation. We're remembering the sacrifice of others, incredible sacrifice of others for, for our freedom, right, as a, as a nation. But, but the call on us is even bigger. The call on us is to sacrifice our lives for a kingdom that is eternal, for a consequence that's greater than just the history of humanity. To sacrifice our lives for a cause so much bigger than ourselves. Peter says, and you are living stones. You, you're living stones that God is building into a spiritual temple. When you go to work on Tuesday, when you're back out with your friends and doing your experience of next week, there's an opportunity for you to actually be one of those stones. That your life would stand as a monument to remind other people, a witness to point other people so that they can connect with the living God. Our lives become bigger and greater than ourselves. We've got it. We see it. We know it. It's in our faith history, right? Hebrews says there is a huge cloud of witnesses and it's all around us. What's it talking about? All the saints that have gone before. Can you think of saints in your own life? Grandma, grandpa, mom, dad, whoever, great grandma, whatever it was. Can you think of saints in your own life? whose lives have been so incredible they left an impression on you in faith? That's the opportunity we have. It all happens when we remember and we reconnect. So here's the challenge for the day. Put some questions on your half sheet for you, trying to make this real for the next week for you or over this weekend sometime tomorrow. Sit down and think about these questions if you would. Uh, And would you say, what would you say? Would you say that you are connected with Christ on a daily basis Or has life become too comfortable, right? Are you captured by prosperity or are you reconnecting, right? Have you forgot or reconnect?
right? Two, what are the spiritual stones that you need to build into your day or into your family that is going to keep you connected? Do you remember the, the, the time when people used to carry the small cross in their pocket or some folks would go out and they'd get a, they'd get a small stone and they'd put a you know, word on it or something and carry it in their pocket, right? Something that would just keep reminding them throughout the day that they belong to Christ, right? Maybe that's it for you. And then three, can you name one person for whom you are a living stone that reminds them of Christ? Start praying for one person that you can become that stone for. Start praying for one person that you can become that stone that gets them connected with Christ. Let's pray. Father, thanks today. Uh, Thanks for a day of memory for remembering uh, as uh, people of this uh, nation, uh, remembering those who have sacrificed and done so much for us. uh, And thank you that we can remember most of all uh, the sacrifice of Christ, that he gave up everything for our forgiveness, that he gave up everything so that he could walk out of that tomb and give us life. So, Lord, we come to you today and we ask, help us to remember. Don't let that prosperity overwhelm us and forget, deceive us, but help us to remember. Help us to remember to reconnect with such an incredible and good God. Father, we thank you. We praise you for this.